what's up, what's up? This uh Eric and Keem on behalf of AE Entertainment. We bring y'all a live broadcast not only on our website but also on Facebook and Facebook so y'all can be able to be in tune the whole time of this this discussion. So today's discussion on the podcast is relationships. And Hold on, the man. relationships that we're gonna be discussing is our relationships. From our downfalls to Cheating to the good, the bad, to and the, the good, to everything. Man, we're gonna give y'all everything on this podcast. People, y'all gonna be able to tune in, of course, on this live. Y'all gonna be able to ask us questions um, that y'all wanna know. Uh, our dawn falls from y'all, which y'all wanna know in our relationships. Uh, I'm gonna ask King first. We're gonna go with King first, and then we're gonna talk about me next. Because I'm, thing, always a, I'm always a crash test dummy. The thing I wanna ask King is, what was your your biggest downfall in your relationship? I would say, uh, I want to say not in your past relationship, I want to ask you what was your biggest downfall in your most recent relationship? My most recent? Entertaining other females. Nah, like, you that's, go. A, that's, a, that's the biggest thing. Just Deep, giving, deeper in debt. Deeper in debt. Giving, uh, giving other females time and attention that I should have just been putting into my relationship. Just the, just the little things. The little things. But what was the reason behind that? Like, I understand that you saying, like, you... You gave other females time and attention you were supposed to be giving your significant other, but what was the reason behind that? Like, why did why what like why couldn't you be the person that she wanted you to be? What was the reason behind? What I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's not the person that she wanted me to be because I could still be that person even to this day. You know what I mean? But it's like I don't know. I can't say it's boredom or just a thrill of just being a nigga. I don't know. So what did you see in them other females that you couldn't see in the person that you was in a relationship with? I seen everything I was in a relationship. It's just so if you seen everything, <laughs> if you seen everything in her, what was the purpose right. behind you? Feel as though like, all right, I'm gonna step out here and I'm gonna mess with these chicks and that chick. It wasn't. It wasn't more so messing around. It's more so texting, calling, having a conversation with, you know, things of that nature. So you mean to tell say, me? I wanna say messing. I wanna say messing. So around. you mean to tell me with these chicks you never had no type of sexual relation with them? Man, we giving y'all the real, the raw, and the uncut. What she said? Hold on, what that's So like, it was excited. So you ain't had like no sexual relations with these females. If I did, it was twice. In my my most recent relationship, it was twice. And in the bounds of the relationship, it was while we was broken up. It wasn't while we were together or anything like that. So anything that was done while was while we was broken up, which is the biggest downfall I would say right now because I'm trying to get back my relationship. But I had to come clean about some things that was done while we was broken up for like three, four months. And, you know, when you still got feelings for somebody, even while y'all broken up, you still gonna feel them type of way. So I'm trying to get over that little home right now. But I see where I want to be at as far as like home-wise. Communication is key. I would, That's I definitely would say, I would say my biggest downfall, personally, I can't say in, like, my recent relationship because I haven't really been in, like, no recent solid relationship with anybody. Mm-hmm. But my recent, my most recent was, like, probably, like, I think we were together for, like, three and a half years, close to four. And, like, my biggest downfall was was definitely communication. Um, I was just overly aggressive, you know what I'm saying, with just being a male and being dominant, like, talking over her not valuing her opinion enough um 
just being like typical man like I valued my friendships with my friends more than I valued my relationship at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was coming from a place where it was a broken home in my household. Like, my dad was was deceased. My mom wasn't really relevant. She was kicking me in and out the house. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was, I was learning life as I went. You know what I'm saying? Compared to what my what my dad taught me, the foundation that he showed me as a young as a young man. You know, you lose all the morals. You know what I'm saying? With him being deceased. And then my mom not really giving a fuck. So it's like, I knew how to love a woman and how to care for a woman, but I always felt, felt short on the strength that a man wants a woman that's like a replica of his, of his mother. Just like a woman wants um, a, a man that's a replica of her father as far as like the caring part of them. You know what I'm saying? So my mom wasn't really caring and loving. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, me into me meeting a female like that that was loving and caring, it was new to me. Scary. But it was yeah, exactly. It was scary in the same breath because I was so used to dealing with eight shit females. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know the whole rodeo, you know, you treat people how they treat you sometimes. And it's like I feel short. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I looked at like how can I put it? You know, I ventured off on the strength like being scared. Know what I'm saying? Like, not fully knowing how to fully commit. Know what I mean? Committing halfway, but not quit committing fully. Know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I always feel short in that aspect, in that relationship. And, you know, it, it hurt it for a long time. Because, like, you try to you try to find that person within other people, but it's like you can never find who that person is because they're their own unique person. Know what I'm saying? So I always feel short in that, in that aspect, too. And then when I try to open up and eventually try relationships and try to get involved with certain females, it just, it was terrible. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I was trying to rebuild in something different with different people. So I was trying to, like, fix myself as a man to be the perfect man for somebody else. And they wasn't perfect. You know what I'm saying? They had their bullshit. So, like, I had to really go go deep. You know what I'm saying? As far as spiritually and emotionally to really just understand who I was. I'm saying and I had to change but so what's the biggest thing you would change from back then from now like if you go back what was it like what would you change if I can go back in time then I can like be in them shoes again like I would I would be I would definitely be more compassionate I would definitely be more understanding I would definitely communicate more you know what I'm saying like then, I mean, it, it really don't... Men or boys, whatever the case is, it takes us a little bit more time to really... Mature. Grow up. You know what I'm saying? And mature. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, of course, I wouldn't change nothing on the strength that, you know, I, I became a better me and she became a better her. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we became better as we separated. Because me personally, I needed to grow up. Like, I had, I needed to grow up. I was in a place where, you know, I was dependent. You know what I'm saying? Like... You know, any man, you know, you get the you get the values of everything that's good in a relationship from sexual to everything else that come with it, you get you get get comfortable. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I had to really grow up and I had to get comfortable on my own and in my own skin. You know what I'm saying? For me to really understand. So like if I can go back now and really just be in that situation again, it, of course it'd be totally different. You know what I'm saying? I so would just you, So would you say you had to lose to really appreciate it? That's a fact. That's definitely a fact. Like I had to I had to definitely lose it. No, you cannot tag nobody. <laughs> he was a fool. 
But uh, <laughs> I definitely had to lose it to appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? I definitely had to go through that whole process of, of losing it. And losing a lot of, not just, just her in general, just like losing a lot. Like I lost a lot of myself along the way to get to where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely had to lose it to appreciate it, of course. But you know, every every man makes mistakes. We all go through our trials and tribulations, and it just you know supposed to make us better as life goes on. So you know, enough about me. We're gonna get more about him because he's not too vocal. So nah, I'm vocal. I'm what, vocal. what can what type of hmm, what can oh, I say? Here, here, here come the here come the question. What's up? Uh, what can I say? What's your definition of love? My definition of love? What's your definition of love? You talk, you talking about generally or, or in a relationship? I'm just talking. I mean, speaking in general is going to be different than how you feel in a relationship. Like a general statement of love, it, it don't got no emotion behind it. So you just... A general statement of love, you talking about behind it. I'm not, I'm not. It, a general statement see, compared my, to... My, see, my definition of love is, is different from a lot of people's definition of love. Exactly. So I'm asking, that's what I'm saying, because you think like, like a general statement that you would say about love, you can just be like, somebody can be like, yo, what's love to you? You just be, you're just speaking off of what you feel. Now, I'm talking about your statement of love being in a relationship and loving somebody currently. Like, what is your definition of the love that you have for this woman? That's your best friend, somebody that you can't lose, somebody that you can't live without. Like, that's your, that's your rib, your heart, your everything. Man, we, we getting, yo, when I'm telling you, ain't none of this scripted. We get, yo, this is this is not nothing pre-planned, not a conversation that we had before. This is all now. Nah, so my thing you... to, hold on, my thing to him, if this woman is his rib, his heart, his love, his nah, everything, my definition of why love you ain't like, proposed yet? No, What's... listen, because my definition of love is like, as far as like a family member, like you could love a family member, right? Like when I say family member, I mean like your mother or your father. Like you can't just go without them. Like you can't lose them. Like y'all might have an argument, but which I'm always gonna, you always gonna speak to family, but most family. Yo, the thing that just, yo, the thing that just stood out most to me, what you said, you said you don't want to lose that person. So if you don't want to, if you don't want to lose this woman, and you love this woman so deeply, why, why, why wait? Why wait for marriage? Why not propose? Why not, you know, give her the thing that, that you know, give what every woman want, man. Every woman want that type of commitment from their man where you just get on one knee and you just, you, you, you express your divine love for this person. Like, what is, what is, what is you waiting on? I got to make sure I'm 100% right for that. Because even when I jumped into the relationship that I was in, I did that coming from jail. I did that two months coming home. So I never really got a chance to really explore or whatever however people say like get that little whole face from being in jail so that comes from even what you asked me earlier as far as like talking about people whatever the kids have been just like before leaving before leaving to go to jail I was broke McDonald's house to house like a lot of people like a lot of people that that's out there don't know like me he really had the same background as far as like growing up like as far as like going from house to house being in the streets homelessness just everything you feel me so me being from that, then going to incarceration, then just coming home, it's just like, I never really feel like I just all the way adapted. And that's another thing, like all the people that I was chasing before I even got locked up, now I'm getting accepted from, like all the girls that used to dub me, now they on my heels, whatever the case may be, cause I got a little money, I'm a little bit more comfortable now. So it was more so like the thrill of that. But at the end of the day, I know that the person I'm with right now, they can't, can't nobody give me that feeling. Nobody, nobody at all. So, 
back to my whole point. As far as marriage, everything that you said. As far as marriage, though, as far as marriage, because I don't want to let too much out of the bag because you already know I have some other plans. But I really want to wait till I get off parole. I get off parole in a couple months. I want to wait and then make that proposal really sound special, sound that's really heartfelt, meant when we on 100% good terms. I don't want to just do it as far as like a life my own, oh, just stay with me or just propose just because at the end of the day it's two it's two types of people it's people that want a marriage and it's people that want a wedding me i really want a marriage and when i say a marriage i mean you're going to deal with that person ups and downs fights and everything you're going to get through with them you're going to work it out a lot of people are just in it for the wedding they just want the ring the ceremony and that's it they don't really understand what comes with actually being married and that's really being with that person through downfalls through hardships and through everything so i want to make sure that when I do propose, I want to make sure it's special. I don't want to just, like I said, I also want to do it just as, oh, we just doing it to stay with me, you feel me? So, that's the reason why I didn't propose yet. But it's definitely coming soon. Definitely. That's real. <laughs> that's real shit. I, I, wasn't, I ain't gonna hold you. I wasn't expecting no lie. Dang, that. Okay, that's, that's, that's some real love we got going on there. Well... Um, if any of you viewers got any type of questions, y'all definitely can ask ask them um, in, the, in the comments. Me personally, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I want to. I want to get married. I mean, I, I can't say. Do you want the marriage or do you want the wedding? I mean, me personally, my value, how I look at it, ain't the same as how you look at it. Like, I, I just, I want the whole foundation of it all. You know what I'm saying I want to get married, whatever. I want the wedding. I want the whole night. No, when I say marriage, it comes to the the, the ceremony, the, the wedding, wedding everything. everything comes with. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, of course I want the whole nine yards. So you want marriage then? Yeah, my thing is what people. This gonna go off the topic. Cause you know I'm saying like a, a woman can see a good man or whatever the case is, and he hold all them values that a woman wants. But that does not make that man for you. Like just understand that. Like you might see a lot of dudes on Facebook or you might see on Instagram. Snapchat, whatever the case is, you might see a man that might express himself in his daily life that you might be attracted to. But that does not mean that that man is for you. Like, gotta put pieces and people in your life for certain purposes and reasons. Just because you might talk to that person for that month, two months, three months, four months, maybe even a year, that don't mean that that person was for you. You take from that situation and you either learn from it and you see the purpose behind it. Because that's what people fall short too. Like, you know what I'm saying? A female will see a good man and just be thinking like, all right, this man is for me. That ain't, that's not necessarily it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has a person for them. And then like people invest so much in the situation so fast because you in a situation where you're trying to rush against time because you might feel as though you're too old. Or you thinking like, oh, damn, this is, the, this is the man for me. Or man, vice versa, males too. We, we tend to do that too. You know what I'm saying? We don't show it as much as females do, but... We tend to do that too. Now I mean, you rush into a situation like, yeah, this is this is it for me. Now I mean, I'm old and running out of time. Like, I gotta make this work. But that, that that's not what it is. You know what I'm saying like, and that's when you find yourself getting hurt and let down because you you invested so much into a situation that was just supposed to be purpose reasons only. You know what I'm saying like, me personally, like I I me personally, and I'm letting people in because I really don't let people get this close to me. I mean, so I'm letting people in just on the front of this podcast so people can get to know me more. And you learn from my situation, you know what I'm saying? From my, the cheating ways to the bullshit to me being the man that I am today. You know what I mean? So, um, 
I can't love a woman properly until either I, 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 nah, it ain't about loving myself. I love myself, but my heart is not with the people that I talk to. You feel me? Like it's it, it's still somewhere. You feel me? So it's like until that 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 chapter gets some closure or something like that, then I will be able to actually probably love somebody again. Because like I was in a situation where I ain't gonna say shorty name because you know that's I won't do that. But I was in a situation where I did let my guard down. I did end up you know falling in love and. I'm saying, thinking like this person was for me, and this shit just backfired crazy. Like, the whole situation was just bad. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, we built a friendship, or whatever the case is, and, you know, we was talking for quite some time. You know, I got to know her and her family, and I'm thinking, like, all right, this, this might be it. I'm gonna let my guard down some. And the shit just went left. You feel me? And it wasn't even like, it was, I, I, to a stint, she didn't even really, really have no remorse for the situation. Like, she just felt as though, like, okay, it is what it is. Like, fuck you, nigga. <laughs> know what I'm saying? And it's like, me personally, like, just my growth now, I take it as, that's my karma. You feel me? Like, at the end of the day, what you do to a person will come back to you. And if it skip you, it'll come back to a, a different generation. So it might hit your kids. Know what I'm saying? So, like, the stuff that you put into this world, be careful what you put out here because that shit will come back on you. You feel me? And it's like, as a man now, and understanding everything, it's like, yo, you, I understand when you make your bed, you gotta lay in it. It might be uncomfortable as fuck, but you made your bed, you gotta lay in it. Deal with what, what, what it is. You know what I'm saying? So I took that situation. Of course, at the time, it was hurtful. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, men do hurt. I was hurt. You know what I'm saying? But then as I just, you know, as time went on and I, you know, grew, I accepted it for what it was. I mean, ain't no higher feelings towards Shorty. You know, I'm not mad at her for what she did. I accept it for what it is. But at the end of the day, if I would have never treated the person that I loved and care about the way that I treated her, I would have never been in that situation from the get-go. You know what I'm saying? So I just accept it for what it is. You know what I mean? It's a part of life. Like, it's a part of growth. Pain is growth. You feel me? Like, it's growth. Like, you might not see it when you're going through what you're going through at that time, but pain is growth. Like... Gee, they talk about it in the Bible. It's a part of growth. You just got to accept it. You know what I'm saying? Us being, you know, physical and human beings, it's, it's hard to accept pain for what it is because you be thinking to yourself, like, yo, damn, this is just, it hurt. Man, I don't give a fuck. I don't know what I mean. Fuck her. Fuck him. Whatever the case is, I'm going to just be a dog for the rest of my life. But it's like, don't do that to yourself. Know what I mean? Don't make somebody else pay for the last person's mistake. So don't put yourself in a situation where, you know, you might have loved a person or strongly liked the person and they didn't turn out to be the person that you want them to be. So now it's fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. And it's like, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? That's what we feel as as, as black people as a whole or, you know, whoever else, or, or, uh, different type of racist groups that's watching. That's what we feel. And, you know, when we're trying to make other people, we shit on other people because somebody shitting on us. So now you might fuck with this person, you might have a baby with this person, now you just a single mother, you know what I'm saying, it could be a repeated cycle of mad shit, you know what I'm saying, and it could be a, a cycle of just bitterness, you feel me, and that ain't even just speaking for females too, dudes too, you know what I mean, you wanna just go shit on her, shit on her, you know what I mean, you just so stuck in a whole other situation, mad different shit, you know what I'm saying, so it's just like, man, you just grow, man. Grow through your situation. Just grow through it, man. Because at the end of the day, it's always somebody out there for somebody, man. Somebody is going to love you. Somebody is going to care for you. 
Somebody's gonna worship you as a king, as a queen. Somebody's gonna love you the way that you want to be loved. You just gotta gotta give it time, man, and don't try to rush the process. Like, you know what I'm saying? If anybody that followed Nipsey, man, I know a lot of people that's on here watching this may have been following everything that's been going on with him, but you know I'm saying your life is a marathon. And if you don't know what a marathon is, that's something that continues. It's not a race, you know what I'm saying, or anything like that. It's a marathon. So it's something that's going to continue for longevity. So it's like, your life is your life until it's over. You know what I'm saying? So you might be 26 right now, 27. There's people in here that might be 19, might be 30, might be 40, whatever the case is, that you might not have found love yet. You looking at your watch like, damn, when is the time coming? Your time is coming when it's supposed to come. Don't don't rush the process. And that's what anything in life, man, with businesses too, man. If you don't rush the process, don't look at your neighbor and be looking at it like, damn, I'm in competition. Look at that as your inspiration to motivate you to do something different and better for yourself. Even in love too, because this whole podcast today was about relationships. But even in that aspect too, let that motivate you. Give you some inspiration to want to do better, man. I'm going to be better, be a better man. I'm going to be a better, better woman. You know what I'm saying? Be a better friend. Whatever whatever you need to be better at. You know what I'm saying? Like, our whole purpose of this podcast, man, with me and him, is our friendship along with, you know, different topics. And we just giving y'all our views. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my purpose, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to let him tell y'all what his purpose is because, you know, I'm really, <laughs> I talk y'all ear off. But my purpose of this whole podcast, man, is question, just though, too. to motivate people. How long do you think it, how long do you think it takes for you to fully know somebody in the, in the set that you really love them? Because you know the first couple months be like the... Honeymoon stage. Nah, the first couple months is the sky stage. You don't know a motherfucker. For real, for real. That's the honeymoon stage. Like, you know, that's when you, you get all the good you shit. You blind to the shit. You blind man. to the bullshit. Um... Because you know me, I'm pretty crazy, so... That should take like six months to come out. Uh... <laughs> Me, I, I'm me. I don't even really think I can disguise me for real, for real. Like far as like what my my ways, I can't really disguise me. So I think off rip. Like I'm I'm a, I'm a naturally good dude, but I get I get frustrated fast. So it is show in certain in certain areas. So I don't know. I think. I'm talking about generally though, like with other people. I I can't speak on y'all. You feel me? I can just speak <laughs> on me. I can't speak on y'all on when y'all y'all true for y'all true colors come. I think it takes six months to a year. I, I can agree. A six months to a year. Shit, it might be sooner than that. Fucking with me, I don't know. Man. My joint, it'll, it'll come soon. Cause I don't, I get turned. Like I told you, it all falls like where my heart at. So it's like if I don't feel no connection with you or no sense of purpose, I mean, no I'm, I'm just. Uh, I'm just naturally just okay. Uh, I'm cool on you. Nah, man. Like I'm, I'm big on energy. I'm very, very big on energy and all that. So it's like, I'm you negative. And you just always talking some bullshit, or you just miserable with life. I don't want to be around you. Like that's gonna affect me. I don't want that to affect me. Like <laughs> I don't need that. It ain't even me being selfish or just not caring. But if we not in a position where I care about you or something like that, so they miss well. You can't just uphold them, bring them up. No. What am I supposed to do? Yo. Why not? Prime example. If you miserable or you going through something, don't be selfish and put that on that on that person to be the healer of you. Go to church. Or, or get an understanding with God. This real facts. Ain't no laughing to this. Now I'm saying if you miserable, you're going through something, don't use another person as a clutch to get you out of that situation. Seek 
Jesus. Know what I'm saying? Get an understanding of who, who, who your creator is. Know what I'm saying? And, and let that uplift you. And then when you in a place of peace, then you come back to that person. You know what I'm saying? Y'all try to work out your differences so you, or something so, like that. So, so you think religion just, it, it, it's just, it's the, um, the solution to everything? I don't feel as though religion is the solution to everything, but a religion plays a huge part in life in general. Like, it really plays a huge part in life in general, especially when you real in tune, when you learn about, you know what I'm saying? See, me personally, I, I, I wasn't religious at, you know what I'm saying, from probably like, you know, you know when you kids, you know, people take you to church and shit. I used to sleep in church, but, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, probably like, like uh, okay, not even just talking about my ex, but losing my ex, that's when I got more in tune with religion. And my man, I ain't gonna say it. I don't see my man. I don't even know if he want his name to be th- talked about on here. But me and my homie that's real close to me, like a best friend, brother to me. Me and him used to really have religious debates. And he used to, like, send me religious stuff to, to follow and to look at and keep me on my toes. Like, this brother, man, he, he real religious. Real, real, real religious. So it's like, that inspired me to know to know more about religion. You know what I'm saying? So I practiced, you know, the Bible, of course, learning about the, you know, Christ. Then I went to the Quran. And learning about things in the Quran and me personally is no difference. You know what I'm saying? Like they talk about Jesus Christ in the Quran. They just feel as though, you know, the Quran is a more so more so profound, strong religion based on, you know, it's in a Hebrew language and it was only created once, but it's actually literally the same thing. I'm sorry for my Muslim people that's probably watching. I'm, that's just my opinion. You can think different and otherwise. But back to what he was saying, I really feel as though like Religion is important in a relationship and just important in people in general. Like, now I mean, even if you don't even want to go to church, just follow the Ten Commandments. We're talking about somebody that's being miserable. Sometimes they need somebody in the physical to get, to get them through that. Sometimes you know, a, a simple conversation to get them through their day. I mean, true indeed. I'm not saying like just fuck them. Like I'm just like just bust them off. Like I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like people seek people seek seek confinement and and people. Feel me, and it's like, or you seek your closure in people, and that's how you might get misguided, or you might get used because you confided in this person, and he might be looking at it as an opportunity to use you. You feel me? So if you're not strong enough to know better, you're gonna fall into that trap, and that's another thing with relationships too. When people use you, and you go through pain too, like, you now I'm saying you already hurt, and you put yourself in a situation where you confided in this person, and. This person might have another agenda for you. And they might use you. You know what I'm saying? Through the shit that you went through. Because they know that you've been through some shit. And they still gonna put you through some shit. Knowing that they know what you went through. You know what I'm saying? So, but if you were stronger spiritually and emotionally. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't confine in that person. That situation could have been avoided. Or it could have been something different. You know what I mean? Like, religion. Like, I'm preaching that to y'all, man. Because I was a person that was depressed. I was suicidal. Man, I, I was it all, man. I've been through so much in my life. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, religion helped me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Of course, for my friends, too. Like, I mean, keep the people that you that love you close to you. But, you know, that that helped me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Just getting an understanding. Because at the end of the day, you know, people just know you know the basics. You know, uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ, God. You know Some people don't even know how to, you know, know the difference. They, they just, you know, just following the ways. Know what I mean, just if you don't understand, just seek an understanding or something. Don't just assume like, oh, religious religion is politics or religion is fake or you don't need religion. It's like at the end of the day, this life is impermanent. These bodies that we have is impermanent. 
You know what I'm saying? Our our spirit is something that's gonna live on forever. So it's like, man, get some get some some spiritual balance in your life, man. Some spiritual understanding. So you can you can live your life differently. Feel me? I like to get on. I don't like to get on this because I start branching off into whole different other topics. And that's and that's. And I don't want to offend nobody. So for real, and that's that's due for another because we done had debates about this too about him and you know his his point of view. And it's like at the end of the day. I'm my own man. He is own man. You know what I'm saying? He, he feel how he feel. I can't change that. That's him. I'm just giving y'all my my view, man. And, and hopefully, I mean, today's podcast helped y'all in some type of way. Hopefully, y'all got to know both of us a little bit more. And um, hopefully, y'all tune into the next podcast, man. And um, peace and love, family, from a Entertainment. We gonna holler. Today's podcast on A&E Entertainment is going to be about suicide, and um, depression, depression, mental breakdown from black people and black men perspective. Um, I guess we gonna, I'm gonna go first. Um, excuse me for being nervous, man. This is not a topic that, you know, a lot of black people want to talk about. Or they don't talk about in black households or black people in general. It gets swept under a rug a lot. Especially with black men. What they portraying us to be so strong and independent. But um we giving y'all the real so y'all can ask questions at the bottom, uh share your thoughts, and um that's there it. Alright, uh my depression started, I would say, when I was 17. Um, like, when I lost my father. Like, my dad was, like, the biggest influence, the biggest person in my life. And um, he uh, reacted wrong to some strep throat medicine and ended up closing his throat and he ended up dying. So, like, growing up, like, my dad was always in my life. He was always in my corner. So it was just, it was a big adjustment to learning how to deal with him not being there. And um, my mom not really being in my corner and not being the mother figure that she was supposed to be. So like, the day after he died, like, um, I had went in the room, the pills that he had, and uh, I tried to take them. Uh, I didn't die, of course, I'm still living, but a lot of people didn't know that. You know, certain people that was close to me, but like certain, like a platform like this, I never really wanted to talk about it to everybody or mention it, you know what I'm saying? Because certain people take suicide or take depression as a joke or, you know what I'm saying? They may, they don't understand it or they'll call you crazy or whatever the case is because it's something that they don't understand because they probably didn't go through something so crazy or something so damaging in their life that they just look at it like, oh, okay, well, you know, it is what it is, but, um, yeah, and then after that, it became the streets. Like, I got in tune with the streets, you know what I'm saying? And it's one of my friends, he's gonna probably end up watching this, but he was talking about like how people from the army come back and they deal with what is it that post trauma PTSD? That PTSD. Well, people don't feel to realize like they're not the only ones that go through that, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of people that's in the streets right now who lost friends, who lost family members, who go through the same type of disorder as they did over there. Like, you got to think, when you're in the streets, like, and I'm speaking for a lot of people that's in the streets that's going through a struggle. It's not that we want to be gangbangers or you want to be out here killing the next person or doing anything like that. It's like, my my reason behind it, like, shit, I was, I was by myself. I had to fend for myself. It wasn't no, my family wasn't really around at the time. Uh, my mom wasn't there, so it's like, shit, my homies became my brothers. You know what I'm saying? I, and I value the friendship, and I value my friends for the simple fact that we all came from the same struggle, man. Like, they mom could have been on drugs, or they dad wasn't around, or they dad was in jail, or whatever the case is. And it was just a repeated cycle in, this, in, in black households where we didn't have no guidance. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, growing up, we did a lot of dumb shit, you know, shootouts, and being shot at, and almost killing ourselves, like, so it's like, I, like, how I was living, I was living like, shit, it is what it is, I already wanted to, to die, so it's like, if niggas did it in the streets, it would've, it would've been what it was, you know what I'm saying, like, that's how I felt, but, they, we suffer from that too, man, like, and people don't really understand that, they just think, like, people just stand on corners, or they just want to sell drugs, it's a lot of dudes that I know personally that don't, want to be in the streets or they don't want to sell drugs but it's like they so broken and they don't see no hope you know what i'm saying or see no guidance it's just like they they hopeless you know what i'm saying but uh i'm gonna let keem elaborate a little bit more about you know his issue and stuff that he suffered you know we're gonna just go back and forth and take on you know certain people who making comments and uh showing love um, for me, I can't really pinpoint an age and it really kicked in, but I just grew up in a household where I had a, uh, I could say I had an alcoholic father. I watched him beat my mom multiple times growing up, so I, I grew up watching that. It was time, it was times when, um, like he would come in the house and he would come in drunk. I don't know if I get the good dad, the happy dad, or if I get the mad dad, like, me growing up I had, it was just me and my younger sister, so in that household... More so, I felt like my sister was like the favorite because she never had the experience inside that got I had. A, got a comment. It's constantly an option. I let Keem answer that first and then he'll go back to into his story and not answer. Um, counseling, counseling for me, I really don't feel comfortable talking to strangers. Like, even just telling this story right now is just like, it's hard for me to do. I, like, my, my counselor is close friends. I can't really just go to a... a I, well, I, I can't say I can't, but I never tried actually going to seek regular help, so I don't know. Uh, Me personally, no. You know what I'm saying? For the simple fact that they, it's like, all right, you know, they go to school. Everybody go to school or some, for something, like, you know what I'm saying? For something. Mm-hmm. And it's like them, they go to school to be able to, quote, unquote, help people with these type of, you know, diseases that they say that we possess or whatever the case is. So I feel as though, nah, because, like, how can you tell me about something that you never experienced? You know, I'm coming in there session after session, and I'm, you know, expressing my heart and expressing myself to you. You know, you just going to possibly prescribe some some pills to me, and it's not going to be genuine love. Like, it's not going to be genuine care. Like, they don't genuinely care about black people or whoever. It's a check for them at the end of the day. So, me personally, I never felt like that was needed because they don't know me on that personal level. And just like he said, like, this is hard for me to even express it to y'all. This is mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, I hid in my poetry I wrote in my poetry a lot that people used to just be like, oh, damn, that story is crazy. But it's like, 
my pain was so deep on another level that I was able to express it beyond just being, you know, my physical pain that people knew in my story. You know what I'm saying? I started expressing it through women battling, um, them battling depression or them possibly losing a baby or they uncles or cousins or brothers possibly touching them and raping them. You know, I started expressing it on different type of levels because I connected with pain on another level. I'm, it is, but it's not. You know, like, nothing can really just be your outlet from something like this. You know what I'm saying? This is something that you really just gotta, you gotta grow and just, and, and try to build on. Does it constantly come back? Constantly. Like, I, st I still battle with it today. And I don't tell nobody, you know, I don't really elaborate on it. But, you know, anybody that's on here right now, I know that y'all still battle with depression today. And y'all don't know how to express yourself. And y'all don't know who y'all can reach out to and talk to. Mm -hmm. Because everybody consider you crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, being a special kid, honestly. You you different from everybody else because everybody else is living this certain type of lifestyle or living this certain type of way, and it's then there there's you. You know, you're the outcast, you're mm -hmm. in the rain, you're in the dark. You know what I'm saying? And then when you do, you know, cry for help or you might make a certain type of status that might seem funny, you know, you got certain people that'll degrade you and talk crazy to you. Oh, you crazy, and then now, you know, that that person is dead. No, it's not. It's not taken that serious, man. And it should be because it's a lot of people that's out here that is really hurting and really that's messed up. And they need their friends. They need their mom. They need their dad. Anybody, they might just need a hug that day. Like you never know what a person is going through. You know what I mean? You gotta sometimes take a step back from your reality, uh, a beautiness, and you know, talk to your friends, man, and be there for them. But uh, I'm gonna let King finish telling y'all about oh, the story. Oh, my story. Uh, nah, but like, like I was saying though, um, yeah. So I grew up with a. At that time, he was alcoholic. So I, like I said, most times when it come in the house, I don't know what type of father I'm getting. Like I said, I don't know if I'm getting the loving one. I don't know if I'm gonna get the uh, the mean one. And it's it's been multiple times. Like my dad would come in the house, he'd be drunk, put hands on me, put hands on my mother, said crazy things. I think I said that I was a waste of the nut, which I wasn't born, all type of shit. So. At a young age, when you five, six, seven years old, like you taking that shit to heart, like it's it, it's hard to deal with. Like then I had times like my mom be at work, I can't go through the fridge, I can't get shit to eat. Like that's another thing that that psychologically fucked me up, cause like people know it's like I walk on my tiptoes. The reason I walk on my tiptoes is because I used to have to sneak around the house trying to get something to eat after a certain time, or if he's sleep, I'm trying to sneak around. You feel me? So that being kicked out the house since. 14, 15, outside, in the, outside trying to find shelter somewhere because you can't sleep at this friend or that friend house. It, like, that shit, it, it weighs on you. You feel me? So, I had a, I had a, 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 a different type of upbringing that, that, that fucked me up mentally. And, I, and to a certain extent, it, it fucked me up as far as, like, going into relationships, too, because it's like, at times, it's like, I don't, want to be like how my father is but it's like certain times that I can see like little certain traits that I hate just just come out in certain relationships with certain people like my ex like certain shit just came out with her that I wish I could take back to this day but it's just like certain shit just came out with her and then it's like subconsciously it's like, I be thinking like damn it's cause the shit I seen my dad do to my mother and it's been times like I tried to cut myself when I was younger I used to cut myself on my legs to try and hide that I tried to I tried to shoot myself multiple times. The gun didn't go off. Then I waved it. I remember one time I tried to shoot myself like twice. It did. I clicked it twice and didn't go off. 
I wind up doing something with it, trying to cock it back again. That shit just went off in my mom house and upstairs and it shot the window. So I look at a lot of situations like I'm really here for God put me on, on this earth for a reason, whether it's to be a message for somebody else or just bring awareness to something like that. Like even now, like I still make jokes. People who know me, I laugh all the time, but it's like it'd be certain days where I just be dealing with certain shit and I just can't. I just go into a seclusion. I just try and hide it. Like, only person that really know the shit I go through on a, on, a, on a daily basis is E. Cause like when we got around like what seventeen, that's when we really started getting close. Mm-hmm. Like around like seventeen, eighteen. This is the only person I knew that that when we finally did over to each other, we went through the same exact thing. The same. We going through the same thing mentally. Like everything, just mentally. Like we may have had different backgrounds as far as like what pushes to go through that but we battling with the same demons on the inside that's what just pushed our brotherhood and our friendship closer and that's the only outlet I have and, and, and to a certain point he the only person that could calm me down or bring me down from a mental state because can't nobody else do that because I feel like if I do tell somebody else or I do talk to somebody else it's like my business is being told or my business being spread like I just had that I just had this like I said before with my ex I just had that situation like a lot of people think when you try to make a cry for help or you making a status something like you doing that for attention. To a certain point you is, but you the attention that you want is for that person to really just try and, and, and talk to you and just give you that, that that talking that you need to just to get out of that, that dark spot. Cause that shit that shit do be hard to to bring yourself out of sometimes. I was uh I ain't never cut myself. I but I was I was in the um pills, trying to take the everything. pills. I wasn't ever really big on um, on the cutting. Like, I was just angry. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, sometimes I just be angry at some stuff I just overreact from. Because it's like, all right, my mom, um, she don't remember this, and she would deny this to this day, man. She tried to uh, she tried to kill me before. She had put a knife to my throat. A little bit after my dad had died, she was intoxicated. Uh, she used to get crazy wild drunk, like wild drunk. You know what I'm saying? So this particular day, uh, we was arguing about, you know, typical kid shit. She wanted me to wash the dishes, and I wasn't really feeling it. Because I was just in my moves, man. I was, you know, I was hurt over my dad being dead. Out of nowhere, I just felt a knife to my throat, and I just cried to her, and I just told her to do it. To do it. And, like, she still act like she just have no no recognition of the situation. But, um, and she was, it was I mean, it was, it was rough growing up. Like, my dad, like I say, like, I, I preach my dad, man. And, and certain fathers that's out there, man, if y'all missing out on y'all kids' life, y'all should be there for y'all sons, man. Like, even y'all daughters, too, they need y'all. Like, kids need their father and their mother. But, you know what I mean? Um, my dad did everything that he possibly can do. You know, he left and went to Ohio, you know, to make a, a better way for us when we was living in Buffalo because my mom was an alcoholic. She was real heavy on drinking. She would take her, uh, her anger out on us beat us with everything humanly possible. Like, you would hear jokes and shit, like, how they'd be like, damn, your mom just beat you with damn near the refrigerator. Man, my mom used to beat me with everything. Shoes, tension cords, pants. Know what I mean? Like, as a young boy, you shouldn't have to go through that. Know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta think when you a kid and your kid acting out, that's just your child expressing themselves. They don't know no better. You know what I mean? Through the course of life, you gotta, you know, teach them what's right from wrong. But if your kid is just acting out and it's not in a way that it's just bad or your kid got ADD because that's bullshit that they, you know, they diagnose our kids with. But if your kid just acting out, man, they're expressing themselves for some particular reason. Maybe you're not showing them enough attention. Maybe you work too much. You know what I'm saying? 
it, it could be something. I mean, you never know, but I, I wasn't too bad. I was just an energetic kid, and she used to whoop my ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, really whoop my ass. And, man, that shit just I, traumatized me, and I was house to house. Like, we went and lived with my grandmother, and God rest her soul, but she had her favorite, which was my uncle, which is her son, my mom, brother. Know what I mean, she used to just uh, show favoritism to him, and um, I won't get clothes. I had to wear his sneakers. His shoes was too small. My feet was too big. Um, just mad shit. She act like she didn't want to help wash me when I was a kid. Uh, all type of just weird, outrageous shit. And then like um, the babysitter that we used to go to, homie was a pedophile. Know what I'm saying? So he liked little boys. So. You know what I mean? He used to try to, like, fake flirt with us when we was kids. You know what I mean? I ain't never really opened up and tell nobody about that shit, but my mom don't even pop. She don't even know. You know what I mean? And Mario probably won't talk about this, but, you know, he used to fake try to flirt with us. You know what I mean? On some weird shit because he was a pedophile. So it's like, you know, I, I saw ass whoopings in while I saw pedophiles. You know what I mean? Then, as the, you know, of course, as I got older, man, I was house to house when I was 17. My mom kicked me out for a nigga that she fell in love with Damn near, not even a year after my dad passed. You know, he came in the household. He felt as though this was how a man was supposed to be at 17. And you're supposed to fend for yourself. She kicked me out. I ain't had nowhere to go. I used to sleep in this car in the backyard of my uh, my house. And it was like leaking gas and oil. And uh, Kim, that lady next door, she used to tell me, like, stop sleeping in there. She liked family to me, too. She used to tell me, stop sleeping in there. But, you know, I ain't had nowhere else to really go. Know what I mean? Then um, my grandmother, she had opened her doors to me, but she ended up kicking me out because uh, Mario wanted to stay out late, and she felt as though I was a bad influence. So she used to kick me out, man. So from like 17, man, to about 21, 22, I was all over the place, man. I done, I done seen it all. I done slept in trap houses. I done slept outside. Garages. Garages. All types of shit. Anything man. that was open that Any, was warm. Anything that that wasn't outside, man, at the time, man, I was there, man. I used to just stay outside for a long period of times and just roam the streets. Like, you know, like, it wasn't nobody really there for real, for real, man. And, you know, for a long time, I held that resentment against my family. I didn't want to talk to them. Now, I mean, it's something that I don't talk to to this day, but that's for other personal reasons. But I wasn't talking to them. You know what I'm saying? And they wasn't talking to me for whatever I reason. It's like, I need a job. You know what I'm saying? I was fucked up. I was hurt. I ain't had nobody. Remember, them people stood in front of my... They stood in front in front of me and my family at my dad's funeral and told me how much they was going to be there for me, how much they loved me, how much they cared about me. They wasn't there. You feel me? Like, they wasn't there. And it's like, you know, to this day, like, I try to be there a lot for my little cousins, man, and a lot for people that I love and I care about because... That go a long way, you feel me? Like, a long way to having somebody just, you know, be there. You know what I mean? Because you, they young, so they don't fully understand. So, I try to just be there. Bother them for no reason. You know, call them for no reason. You know, just to show them love. Because who knows how much time that I got left for my life. You know what I'm saying? That's for God determined. But I try to show them as much as possible that, you know, I love them and I care about them. You know what I mean? As much as possible, bro. Uh, it's it's a lot, man. It's just a lot, but I know it's people on here, man. That that's that's going through the same thing, man. And it's like me from my point of view, man. I tell you, man, if ain't nobody else telling you, man, I love you, man. 
I care about mm-hmm. you, man. If I can hug you right now, I, I would, man, because I know how hard it is, man, for people to really, you know, wake up every day and put up a fake face and smile in front of people when you really hurting inside. You know, I, I know how hard that is can be. Man, there's people on here, man, who lost sons, who lost nephews, who lost cousins, brothers, sisters, mothers, however many, man. Like, I know y'all hurting, man, and it's like, man, from from another person who battling something, man, I'm here for y'all, man. And if y'all want to, you know, open y'all inbox and y'all want to, you know, reach out to me about your issue, you know, I ain't got all the answers, but it's like I'm I'm willing to listen, man, and give the best advice that I possibly could because I feel as though this podcast, you know, this is a platform for me to reach out to y'all, for y'all to get to know us on a more personal level and just to uplift black men and black women, period, man, on, on different type of levels because, you know, it's not a lot of that in our community going on. You know, we constantly fighting with each other about unnecessary bullshit or we judgmental about everything or, you know, another person might not have what that person have or we quick we quick to pick up a phone and record something that's going on instead of actually help. helping a person. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of people that's going through a lot, man. It's a lot of people going through a lot. So, it's like, sometimes you just got to, you know, you got to recognize what's going on. So, like, man, for, for, from from me to you, man, you know what I mean? My my inbox is open. My my phone lines is open. We I'm in the process of trying to talk to certain people so we can be able to talk to young boys and young women and people of our age also, man, to, to be able to just help in any way possible. I mean, so... uh. If y'all got questions, man, we I'm I'm still open for questions, man. If y'all got something to say, man, if it's somebody on here that's battling something and you want to tell a video story, I'm all ears, man. I'm all ears. That's a lot of black men who suffering from depression. It is. It's a lot of a lot a lot a lot of black men suffering from depression. <laughs> a lot. They don't even be, even be realizing it, man, because they be so damaged. And it's the conditions that we just live in and we surrounded by other people that's damaged so we think it's regular. We we think this is a way of living. You know what I'm saying? Because they we, we secluded in, in areas where it's poverty, it's less opportunity, so you know you you struggling and trying to make it out, man. Like it's it's friends right now, man, that I I'm talking to that I'm trying to help man get through and get by. How did you get through your depression? Um, I didn't. I I didn't actually get through it. I mean, I I'm dealing with it. You know, I I pray a lot. I work out a lot. You know, I try to find something to kind of like to try to take my my mind off of it. But one thing that a person that's battling depression or something like that don't look to another person, like a significant other, to just try to pull you out of that dark place. Sometimes, most of the time, it doesn't work. It don't, cause it'll trigger something like something that they can do can trigger something in you it from something worse. that you've been through. And it'll make it worse, and you would just bring them right to where you at. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you never want to use somebody else as a clutch to get out of a situation that you're going through. You know what I'm saying? You want to try to, you know, to get through it on your own or the best of your ability. You know what I'm saying? To try to make it work. People have like I said to get before, the only way that I can, me personally, that I get through it, I talk to E because that's the only person I know that, that go through the shit with me. So... Unless somebody really understand what you're really going to, it's like they words. It's like they words could could kind of help, but like just like how you said, like a lot of shit they might say might because they don't they don't understand or they don't they haven't walked them shoes themselves, so they don't know how to really 
say the right things or the or the or the key triggers to help bring you bring you about it. They might say something that just make you even more mad or just like I said before or like he said before, just make you put you in a in an even darker spot. So it's not it's not really nothing to get over depression. Like that shit is a that shit is about like you might be good for like a month, two months, then it'll just be something that just snap you right back into it and now you fucked up for like a good week. But it's 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 never something just to get it out of out of you. Not talking, no that that pill shit, that shit don't work. Medi- medicine that they try and prescribe, none of that shit work. Like you just gotta me, I just I seclude myself. I, I when I know I'm feeling feeling depressed. I just go into act where I just get secluded and I just do something. I stay in the house, work, play the game. That's it. I don't be around nobody because I know other people probably just make my shit worse. So that's how I personally deal with it. I mean, you just got to face it. You know what I'm saying? You just got to face it. And uh, and as far as, like, black people being labeled, we all label each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, meditation do work because I do do that too. That do work. But um, black people label each other. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the way that you talk to a person. You can walk up to your friend and be like, what's up, bitch? You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Or a man talk, uh, uh, a brother or whatever, however, you walk up to your man, you be like, what's up, my nigga? We all label each other to a certain extent, but it's it, it just all of how you was being programmed, like, programmed to be that type of way, man. Programmed to talk to each other like this. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that drink, you know what I'm saying, and try to get away from their depression. What they say? Uh, to Erica... Like I said before, like, like, like how somebody just said, like meditation, prayer. You just gotta find, you gotta find somebody else that just been through what you've been through, like, or going through what you're going through. Like, like he said before, his inbox is open. You could talk to him. My inbox is open. You could talk to me. Like, you just gotta find somebody that actually did that battle. Like, trying to talk to somebody who hasn't went through shoes. That's like talking to somebody who came from a good upbringing. They're not going to understand a person who lived on the streets or, or this and that. They might have seen it in the movie or something, but they're not going to actually know what that person has been through. So trying to talk to somebody who hasn't been through it, it's, it's not going to work. You got to go to somebody that's been through the same thing that you've been through or going through the same thing or had about a depression or anything because they're going to know how to try and help you. Man, stop. My thing is... Or meditate or pray. For that labeling, man, just hold everybody equal, man. Like, everybody is literally equal. Like, we not living in, you know what I'm saying, in no mansions. We not better than the next person. We might be a little bit more fortunate than the person next to you, but stop labeling everybody or labeling a person because they don't have what you have. You know what I'm saying? Stop degrading that person. That be a cause of depression, too. You going, you going even in school, man, in high school or grammar school, you talking about a kid who might be wearing felines. You know, they made them popular now, but during our era, felines was... Them was bummy sneakers, technically, they were saying. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to stop talking about people just because they don't have what you have. You creating depression within a person. You bullying a person to want to hang themselves. You bullying a person to want to kill themselves. Because at that young of an age, you don't got the mind capacity to be like, I can get through this. You know what I'm saying? Because your mom might be working. Your dad might be working. They trying to provide the best that they know how, but you got the person next to you Constantly mm-hmm. talking about you every day in school, picking with you, want to beat you up for whatever odd reason. So, y'all got to stop labeling these people the way that y'all labeling them. And I understand, like, you know, give your kids the finer things in life, but, you know what I mean, let them, teach them how to be humble with what they got. You now I'm saying? If they might got an old pair of sneakers that they're not wearing, and you know the, uh, your, your friend or another person next to you, they, they, they might be less fortunate. Teach them how to give 
back at a young age. Teach them how to be like, yo, okay, here, you can have this. And, you know, I see that you was messed up. And they ain't got to do it publicly in front of everybody in class. You can just pull a person to the side and be like, yo, you know, I see you going through hard times. I got some shirts on. I don't wear no more. No sneakers I don't wear no more. You know what I'm saying? It it all starts from home, man, and teaching y'all kids. And, you know what I'm saying? These adults teaching themselves. You know what I mean? Or, or being taught by their friends and showing them a different type of way because people label each other every day, man. To um to Shaniqua Johnson, I also wanted to say sorry for your loss. Uh, if counseling, if actually if counseling is what, is what worked for you, then I can't say nothing bad about that. Me personally, I tried the counseling thing. Uh, I don't know if they have for your type for what you going through. I don't know if they have like uh what's that called the groups the group the group sessions for what. You know how like when um people go through the same thing like you know like alcohol anonymous, a lot. Like if they um, if they got if they got groups because you know there's other people that actually been through what you've been through. Yeah, I don't really. I, I'm. I would actually have to do the research on that myself. She lost a family member. Yeah, in the fire, she lost. Kids. Oh, okay. I, I I send my condolences, but um, I don't know, baby girl, man. I don't know, like. I would say try and find like a a a group. I would say or a group um, or other people or other people that lost loved ones in fires. Yeah, try that and you know pray a lot, man. Pray a lot, like you know, build you some some understanding on you know a religion, man. You know, ask God every day for some for some type of healing. Cause if you if anything, you got to learn about the laws of physics, man, and speaking things into an existence and watching it manifest itself. So don't be at home and just be like, I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I hate my life. I hate my life. You know what I'm saying? You manifesting your life in itself. You know what I'm saying? Try to, you know, speak some positivity, man, and pray a lot, man. And, and ask God, can he give you some type of healing and understanding? Because even with me battling with it, you know, you know, daily, I, I, I constantly pray, man. I pray a lot, man. I always ask him. I'm always on my knees. I'm always asking God for some type of healing. I'm always asking God for some type of understanding. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm never ungrateful. I'm always appreciative and humble to everything that I got. And I just thank him for the things that I do got. You know, and I, I just watch a lot of stuff around me just manifest itself. You know, I might run into a friend or a stranger or something like this, you know, and the love that we getting from this. So it's like sometimes, you know, you just got to pray on a situation. It might not happen that day, uh, that month, maybe not even that year, man. Whatever battle or that God got for you that he wants you to get through, he going to continue to put you through that because he know that you're strong enough to get through it. So I understand that you grieving over your loss, because, you know, we all grieve over loss, and I'm grieving over my loss, too. I lost a couple close friends real close to me, and my grandmother, and my uncle, all in, around in, in a couple of months. But, you know, I'm 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 grateful enough to know that I was able to love them people, and encounter them people, and they left an impact on my life. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that, the person that you lost, she left an impact on you, so just, you know, live in her image. You know what I'm saying? Live for her. Know what I'm saying? Don't don't die as well and kill yourself and beat yourself up over the situation to a point where, you know, you take your life. Because it's somebody that loves you right now. It's somebody that care about you right somebody now. Somebody that needs you in their life. Know what I'm saying? So don't just don't beat yourself up over the situation. Know what I'm saying? Just try to look at it like, you know, I lost somebody I loved and I care about, but my sister is still with me. My friend is still with me. Regardless, I'm walking every day with some sense of purpose. Know what I'm saying? So just, you know, keep her in your spirits, man, and keep her in your heart, man, and God going to show you a different type of way. And one day you can be on, on on Facebook or you might be 
on a television show or you might have your own podcast on your own where you can be able to tell your story and, you know, help other females who might have lost somebody that they loved and they care about, man. So it's like, you know, just try to look at it from a different light, man, because this is a part of life. Sad to say, you know, we eventually we going to die. But be remembered for for the good you did, you know what I'm saying? And the love that you showed to people and the positivity that you have. And just like how you talking about her, her legacy going to live forever. She never did. She's never going to die. But um uh I think we we opened up a lot today. And um I appreciate all the feedback. I appreciate everybody actually taking the time out to watch this and all the support. Make comments and tell us about y'all story and the people mm-hmm. that y'all lost and the depression that y'all facing. So again, man, you know, inboxes is open, my phone line is open, you know, I, I'm willing to listen and get the best advice that I, I know how. It's um, multiple different churches in Buffalo. As far as if you, if you um you Muslim or you Christian, I even attend church with you, man. Or we can go to church together as a group. Some a way to figure out how to make things better. And anybody that's battling depression, you know, I'm just we we all ears for any type of situation. And as far as the um, like I was saying earlier, as far as like the any group sessions go or anything, I'm actually gonna take my time and and do the research and then I have to see what type of of group counseling and group therapy sessions that is out there that's available uh, with other people that's dealing with the same thing. So, yeah, like you said, our inbox is open. If anybody ever need to talk about anything, discuss anything, we all ears, all ears. So, peace and love, family. Um, stay blessed. Stay educated, man. And, man, live your life to your fullest. This is uh, A&E Entertainment. So, uh, until next time. I thank you everybody that's that um that watched and that viewed. Make sure y'all share this if y'all got a family member, a friend or whatever that's going through this. Make sure you share it or you tell them to watch it. Maybe they can get a little bit of understanding. Maybe you can understand them a little bit more. Now hopefully people that didn't know about depression, hopefully y'all understand depression and mental breakdown from black men's perspective. Because at the end of the day, black men are not all strong. We not all you know, uh, macho, we do get emotional, we do cry, you know what I'm saying, and we do go through this, but baby girl that just said that she missed it, the live is going to be posted, you'll be able to watch it, and y'all could be able to listen to it on the Anchor app that you can download onto your phone, we're going to drop a link, we're going to drop a link on here, so I appreciate y'all, and one love family, till next time, that's, like this expert. Mm-hmm.